Look at all of us beautiful people here. Hi. How are you so tall? How are you so tall? That is ridiculous. Maybe we're just really short, Pete. Uh, you oh, you took, oh. took your boots off. No, I've, I've got a box. <laughs> we had to get stormy and lug. Uh, I remember saying last week, I was like, oh, it doesn't look that bad. And then I forgot how tall you guys were. So I, I, I'm now standing here. It's a great lug. Um, hi, guys. Hi! Hey, Stormy, welcome to the studio! Yay. You bloody it's ripper! It's so nice. It is it's nice, so isn't good. it? It's cosy. Um, it's a little bit warm up here because heat rises and my shoelace sometimes is going to piss me. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing really well. It's so good to have you in the studio this week. Although Aww, it was thanks. fun having Pete trying to do his goodbye oh, the thing arm last, thing week. last yeah. week. Yeah, that was, that was bit, pretty impressive. A bit of almost green screen magic. What did I do Remember? last week? I was like, in. I was on the camera. Oh yeah. The wave, yeah, yeah. It can't do that today. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we could do that. Um, guys, God, what a week! What a what a week of games! What a what a what a week of things to talk about and discuss. A and lot. Yeah, there is so much going on. Obviously, um, which we'll get to. But uh, hello to you. Hello and welcome. Welcome to the Goal Weekly Show. Um, straight. Would you like to do the honors? Yes, let's get right into it, I reckon. Um, I'm, I'm assuming this is the honours that we're talking about here. We're going to talk about some bloody good games of the week. Oh, my God. Thanks to our mates at Aussie Broadband, bloody good broadband, who help us bring the bloody good games of the week. Guys, have a look at this. This is what I've been playing. This is Sable. Sable? What, what are you playing Sable on? Okay, hang on. Can we just, oh, sorry. just listen to, the, just listen to the music for a moment? Thanks for turning that up a little bit that's, there. Uh, that, that's all right. That is oh. some pretty cool music. All right, bring it, bring it down. Bring it down a little bit. Bring it down. Mate, that is the music of uh, an American indie rock band called Japanese Breakfast. Ooh. That who is did, a cool name. Who did the soundtrack for this. Now, you can see it on screen. For those of you listening to the podcast, just go and jump on YouTube and check out Sable. But this is what I've been playing at the moment. Um, released September 2021, uh, published by Raw Fury, Fury, developed by Shedworks, built on the Unity platform. Now, this is an open-world discovery game that you guys can see right now. And um, you can see it's it's very artistic, you know, quite cel-shaded. I'm in love with this game so much for so many reasons. And the stuff people are seeing on screen right now is so far ahead of where I am. I'm only about three or four hours into this game. It's a puzzler... It's a platformer. It's open world exploration. Um, it's obviously an indie, which is a big tick for us here at Goa. So you're saying three or four hours into it? Yeah. For for, for an indie game, well, that's, that's still pretty big. If you're three or four hours into it and, and you're not, and I think there's there's still a, a long way to go as well. Um, you can hit pause there straight. I I think there's a long way to go in this game as well. Um, and the you're on a journey of discovery in this game. So the the character that you saw on the screen is a young girl. 
Um, you're in a, a you're in a desert sort of planet by the name of Midden, um, M I D E N, and you're on a journey of discovery, a uh, journey of self worth. You're trying to find yourself a, a mask, um, but an appropriate mask, a mask that fits, so you can get back to your nomadic tribe and join the tribe and stuff like that. Um, but it is just a beautiful game. The, the thing that I love about this game the most is that it's just so chill. Um, I love the exploration element. I'm really getting into exploration games at the moment because it's just nice to not feel like I've got to rocket up my ass. Don't get me wrong. I, I really enjoyed um, uh, Elden Ring for, mm. for quite some time there, right? And it, it was good, but it's also very stressful. Yes. You know what I mean? There's always yeah. something coming at you. Yeah. Whereas this is like, all right, get out there. What can you go and find? A um, couple of little things that I sort of noticed along the way. I was playing on the Xbox Series X, was downloaded through Game Pass. Um, it, it was a little bit jittery at times. Uh, there were some frame dropping issues. You know, it can get a bit stuttery. Um, but, uh, you know, aside from that, you look past that and it, it wasn't too bad. Um, and there was occasional spots where you get stuck. Like you jump in between like a, like a ledge and like a wall or something, mm, and, then and it floats. Like she'd yeah. just float for a little while and you can't get out of it. Um, but aside from that, like, you know, a couple of little glitches, uh, this is my bloody good game of the week. It's Sable. It's on Xbox Game Pass. It's on uh, PC. Uh, it's on a heap of other platforms as well, and I recommend you go and play it because it is beautiful. So when you're saying it's like an exploration game, are we talking like tunic exploration? Because that burnt me out pretty quick. Yeah. That was, uh, that was, that was a good exploration game, but it explained nothing. Do you at least have, like, you're going in this sort of general You've direction? got a lot of help. You've got a lot of yeah. help. You know, oh. you know in Tunic how um, you were constantly uh, updating your compendium, right? Mm. Like, you're, you're constantly updating the instructions. You're finding things. You're figuring out how to use them. You're backtracking a lot as well and going back over places, you know, like a little bit Metroid-esque in that mm-hmm. sense um, or the Metroidvania styles genre. You're not doing that in this. Like you've you've got a compass that you can always bring up. Um, there's always your waypoints that are on this compass as well, um, and you've always got which direction you're meant to be oh, going in next. Mm, that's good. It does start off a little bit slow, I will yeah. admit, but once you get your bike, and I'm I'm like I said, only a few hours into it, and I'm hoping by the the way that it sort of has started to play out. Um, that you know you get to upgrade because the bike that I've got is giving me the shits because it just doesn't move fast enough. Yeah, uh, it's got smoke like billowing out of it. I, like I imagine is you know it's just your basic bike. You get to know the game and then you sort of you'll get into it. You'll make upgrades to it and stuff like that. But um, the yeah, it this didn't tie me out at all because I never found that I was actually ever backtracking. Oh, good. anywhere, having to retrace my steps and stuff you like that. You didn't feel lost at any point. No, yeah. no, nah, and like you're no matter where you go. There's always a sense of what am I just about to discover over this ridge? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of that. Definitely no tiring, and certainly like a you know we're in winter at the moment. Bit of rain out, you know, outside, like an evening or a morning or something. Like that. Chill. You get your coffee. Oh, just chef's kiss. <laughs> um, that's my bloody good game of the week. What do you got, Stormy? What's happening? Um, well, my bloody good game of the week is. Nintendo Switch Sports uh, because, uh, well, actually quite a few reasons. So this is, I'm sharing my copy with my family because I've mentioned before in the past, I love any games that I can play with my little sister, my mum, just anyone in the family that's just willing to give a game a shot and with something like Nintendo Switch Sports. Switch like, Sports. we... I, I think my mum still has the Nintendo Wii at home. The, the Wii only Sports reason why we've kept it is because of Wii Sports. Yeah, so yeah. as soon as this came out, I was like, yep, 
like we're getting this no like no questions um we're gonna play it straight away and it's really really great I really really like it it still feels really familiar like you can't you can't get too different with like tennis and stuff like that um but uh funnily enough and I feel like I have to shout her out here so for Mother's Day I brought this around when my nana was over so my mom's mum um, and she beat us in her first round You're of joking. bowling. No, no, for real. Um, which was just like insane. We're like, what? Like, obviously, we didn't doubt it for a second, but it was like her first time. I think one of the first times she had used the Joy Cons and stuff as well. And she beat us all. And it was really, really good. So I think that's one of the things I love about Switch Sports or just family Nintendo games in general. Like, they do become quite accessible and like quite friendly to approach for people who don't typically game as well yeah. there are some good challenging games in switch sports as well that i quite enjoyed so my sister and i <laughs> admittedly played a whole hour of uh I, I think it was badminton it was in badminton or volleyball um because there's it's very timing based um and so much so that we actually got like a warning on the switch game saying you've played for an hour you should take a break and we were like no we're going to beat the toughest ai on here and we're not going to stop until we finish and we did it um and my arm was actually really sore the next day i felt really bad for her because she had like a sports carnival the next day too um she's young she can take it oh yeah i was like oh she'll be fine sorry Um, you guys keep going my just just um my daughter's here with us at the moment she's off screen um she needs to go to the to the tort. Oh, that's okay. That's right, okay. Right. Cool. But I, I've got questions about this because I'm seeing things right now on the video yes. that we're watching mm-hmm. and it just looks like there's so much more packed into this game. Yes. Um, I'm still yet to try the online multiplayer stuff, um, which really appeals to me just for the sake of having some cool cosmetics to put my character, admittedly. Um, and they've also got some really cool, almost Battle Royale-style bowling that I'm yet to try as well. Um, but yeah, no, really, really fun. The only sport that hasn't really captured my interest though was the football or the soccer. Um, I had the leg strap and it, I guess it's good because if you have uh, Ring Fit Adventure, you've already got a leg strap as well. So you could have two people playing at the same time. Um, but it just doesn't have the same excitement, I guess, as the other sports for me. Personally. Well, I, I think I saw as well in the um, in the trailers for these and, and whatnot, it was... The, the leg attachment could only be used for, like, there was, like, a kicking soccer soccer mini game and yes. can't be used in the game itself yet. Yes. Well, actually, now that you've said that, I've only done the shootout mode, which I think is mm. what you're referring to. I haven't done the actual game yet. Um, but, yeah, I mean, my, my favourites are always tennis. And then, again, I don't know, like, my Nana's pulling out, like, the big shots. Like, she did one of those really fast, like, serves. And we all looked at her, like, we all turned around and we were like, how did you do that? She's like, I don't know. She's like, I don't know. I just, I just did it. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, Raven, maybe it is beginner's luck. Yeah. Um, just having a look at the chat at the moment. I think maybe maybe it is. But, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, Switch Sports, I feel like is going to, I think, in my opinion, is going to be the new staple for people who are buying the Switch console in general. I think as well, a lot of people have really fond memories of Wii Sports. Yeah. Um, and, like, you mentioned how your nana was getting into it. Mm. And that's, like, the we got into so many, like, nursing homes because it's stuff like that. It could be an activity that the, the elders could do and not, not like, really strain themselves. Yeah. And it was just easy and it was fun. Yeah, like, that's the thing. It's very, it's very approachable um, and I think that's what makes it so appealing to people of all skill levels, mm. like, gaming-wise. Um, but... Yeah, you can see like on the screen at the moment the customization's quite fun. You can give yourself a cool little 
uh, title, cool hair, and then obviously you can get more outfits and stuff, I believe, as you progress in the online yeah. space. I'm not a fan of the me characters personally, which I was, I'm actually surprised that I'm saying because I, I loved the me characters on the Nintendo Wii. Um, so I actually do like the new style of the characters you can play as and... Yeah, really, really, really fun. I know Pete has a few questions about mm. the sports and stuff too, but um, there's quite a few sports games I feel like coming out for Nintendo at the moment, like Mario Strikers is mm. coming out soon, and I'm quite looking forward to that because I think I read somewhere there hasn't been one in like 15 years. I'm like, trying to remember. Like I remember like Nintendo Wii? I'm pretty sure there was one on the GameCube. There may have been one on the Wii as well. Or but some, yeah. some type of um, Strikers. So... Yeah, I think it's interesting to see. Like for me, the playing Mario Strikers appeals to me more than potentially mm. playing um, the soccer on the Switch Sports. But then, yeah, they've got golf coming up later on as well, um, which I think I do remember playing a lot of in the original. Uh, but the only thing I don't have on there, which I know a lot of people were, well, not a lot of people, but I had some people say to me they wish was on this one was the boxing. Yeah, the boxing is <laughs> an interesting one. Like I don't know. Um, why they would have taken that? Out. Well, I guess, I guess with the the Wii, though, you had the nunchucks, you had the two hands. Whereas yeah. most people, when they buy a Switch, and they've just got the two Joy Cons. Yeah. So, and if you're playing with friends, you're sharing them around. Um, so, I guess you could do a like an online boxing. Maybe. I guess, but yeah. I think I think just the second controller was probably the thing thing there. I don't know um, how it would work, but I think there is obviously more. I can see them doing, like, a winter sports, you know, mm. like, kind of how, like, Mario and Sonic, you had, like, normal Mario and Sonic Olympic Games and then they did the winter sports and mm. stuff too. It'd be cool if they maybe did that later as, like, an expansion or something like that. Um, mm. Also, DJ Drifter, thank you for the sub as well. Thank you so much. And um, thank you for the raid as well. He did a raid a with raid? 10 people oh, early on. Um, and Styx as well, I think, came in with a sub. I think I saw some people. Yes, 52 months. Oof. That's Styx. He's an, o- an OG here. I've just I've, I've just stolen Pete's iPad for a little bit so I can yeah. see basketball. Gamma says would be cool. Uh, boxing is directly head to head with another character can be considered violent compared to the other games. That That's is true. Just, yeah, Ninten- That's true. Nintendo. Like I always have a laugh when when it comes to Splatoon because Splatoon is a very Nintendo shooter because the yeah. object of the game isn't to shoot other people; it's to coat the walls uh, in paint, splat them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but but no no it's not it's just about covering the walls in paint and yeah. whoever covers the most territory wins so it's not about killing people it's about maybe yeah. maybe when my sister taught me we got the wrong idea because yeah. she was definitely coming after me she wasn't coming oh, after yeah. the walls she was coming yeah. after me no, don't, don't get me wrong people are still going to do that they're, still, they're going to bring out that big ass roller and just crush people as they go through but um but yeah no I I'm like like I've been a little bit on the fence about switch sports but it's one of those really cool multiplayer sort of titles mm. that that and I will give Nintendo full credit for bringing back the couch co-op stuff like yeah. I've been missing that for so long the online stuff is is cool and all but couch co-op I love doing that have you got switch sports are you planning on getting it I'm definitely point? planning on getting switch sports yeah. um, I'm back uh, uh, just quickly um, sticks 52 months subscription <laughs> thank you you bloody legend that's a hell of a streak. I think that might actually be the longest streak. It is. I think yeah. the next one is Gamma or Simi. Yeah. Wow. Might be Simi, I think. Yeah. Um, and also, a big welcome to DJ Drifter once again. Uh, he subscribed for two months. So, thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Um, and Captain Avari getting in there. 38 months. Oh, oh, look at him. Oh, look at the little 
legends. Uh, there we go. Gammon's just said, Sydney than me. So here's, here's a, yes, I will 100% be going after this. Not like no doubt in my mind, especially because I've got the kids at home and all that sort of stuff. But um, there's an added element to this that speaks to the 90s gamer in me. And that is the element of um, like being able to muck around with the sports and do some things to them. So I was like watching that video there before. Like I noticed that, you know, it's not just standard bowling, but you can actually put, throw some, I don't know if you, have you guys spoken about this? Um, no, yet. we haven't. Right. Um, so you can, you know, like you, you can put in platforms and gaps and all of that sort of stuff. So you can add a little bit more skill to it. Um, I noticed when they were playing soccer, um, there was like, like big ball mode and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, so, so this to me, like it, it speaks to the nineties gamer in me, you know, like I see that and I go, okay, this is my golden eye, big heads, bazookas in the basement. You know, real party mode vibe. Yeah, I've actually got to try that bowling mode that you're talking about with the obstacles. Yeah. Because it basically, it um, it happens randomly. It will just give you a random course so you don't know which one's going next. Um, and they've got things like little like um, little hills that you don't – sometimes if you're not looking properly, you forget to give a little bit of power. Right. Um, or gaps or like travelling um, uh, obstacles and stuff. You have to make sure you get the bowling over, which – just bring something like fresh to it. And I think one of the best things they did with bowling this time around um, is that everyone can bowl at the same time. You'd have to do one at a time. Oh, that's a little cool. change. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I really liked that. So you didn't have to like sit down, wait for that person to bowl, then go next. Um, so that was good what, being able to do it simultaneously. What am I going to be able to do when I'm having drinks with mates at home and I want to sit down, have a drink, quick. and laugh at people? Be quick, be quick, be quick. You've got to be quick. Yeah. All right, get through my frames first, or then I'll sit down. Or you do the thing that we did, which was really mean, and you make someone in an obstacle course go first, and you just act like you're planning, and you watch them do it, and then you plan around it. Can you throw? <laughs> Um, your bowling ball backwards. into somebody else's lane. No, you can't no. throw it backwards. No. Oh, that's balls. I know. That was the best part. Um, <laughs> there was, um, oh, God. Oh, uh, other little things, right? So, um, like, I'm obviously going back to, for me, like, I, I played Wii Sports, right? Mm. So, the original back in the day um, is the little, like, is the little wrist flick trick still there for tennis? Oh, but the, with this fast? Yes. Yeah, oh, so I haven't mastered it, but I did say while you were gone, my nana served like one of those really fast ones. And I was like, how do you do that? And she's like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, that's not helpful. But I she's think hackers. there is a trick. Your nana's hackers. I know. Because um, I remember like when I used to play Wii Sports, like you wouldn't even have to lift your arm. You could just like <laughs> hold your arm next to you and just do like a little wrist flick and up it would go. And then bang, it would come down and shung, it would go straight through. Um, but no, it looks, it does look like a lot of fun. It just looks like a really cool party game. Yeah, it's really great. For sure. Uh, straight. What about you, buddy? Um, I have a game, but just before we go on, Gamma, thank you for that gift sub to Ariond, another legend. And we've got, got a few little uh, uh, biddies going on. Was Raven. level two hype train. We're on a level two hype train right now as well, you guys. You bloody rippers. Bloody good. But yes, my game of the week came out on Friday. And I wasn't going to get this one. I was sitting back for a little bit, but uh, I did end up getting it because it looked pretty fun. And that's Evil Dead game. Like, I'm... I haven't played those sorts of team games like, um, I think, not, not Left 4 Dead. Dead by Daylight? Day, but, yeah, Dead by Daylight. I haven't played those sorts of ones before, but big fan of the Evil Dead series and anything that's got Bruce Campbell in it, I'm just, I'm there for it. <laughs> All right. um, I've only played as the human characters in it so far and really only one because um, you can level up the character. They've got different, like there's different abilities. There's support characters, there's hunt, there's 
melee, there's ranged, and then there's like a leader that gives a buff to, to everybody else in the team. And each person can choose one of those. It's a team of four that you play for there. Um, and each of them will have different weapons as well, like Bruce... Bruce Campbell's character, Ash, can pick up the chainsaw, which obviously, you know, only goes on his hand, not iconic. on... Yeah, it's like iconic there. And um, the gameplay of it is is that there's one other player who's the, the demon, right? And they're trying to stop you from, from basically killing them. So it starts off, you've got to find three bits for a map. Mm-hmm. And once you've got the map, you find a page from the Necronomicon, which for those that are that know the series, that's like the Book of the Dead that that all the demons want, um, and then also the Kandarian dagger, which can kill the demons. And then after you've got that, you can go and kill the demons. They disappear, but you've got to protect the the pages of the Necronomicon from any other demons for for while the uh, the the timer runs down. And when I put it like that, it sounds really kind of just straightforward and bland and boring but it's not because the demon has a whole heap of stuff that they can do so they can possess you um each character has a fear meter and if your fear gets up too high then the demon can possess you and like take you and attack your mates um oh, oh, man. that was brutal just then yeah. <laughs> so we just saw uh like what's his name who's the main ash. character ash. ash we just saw ash with a shovel like mm. shove it into some zombie's neck and then hammer it a couple of times through his neck and rip yep. his head off who's is there is there a dude running around in like medieval garb yes. is he who is that dude so this is the interesting history of evil dead um so I'd, there's basically to start with there were three movies like there was Evil Dead then there was Evil Dead 2 which was sort of half a retelling of the first Evil Dead and then a little bit more story and then there was Army of Darkness now the first the first one was really horror the second one was sort of if Tim Burton did the first like Evil Dead movie so, so Tim little, Burton like the original Batman movie yeah it was a little bit campy yeah. and whatnot. And then there was Army of Darkness, which is Ash gets sent back in time and it's like full-on slapstick comedy. And it's just like so different to everything else. But he's back in time there and that's where the knights come in. So right. these are characters from Army of Darkness. Yeah, that are I being always wondered in. that too. I yeah. was like, oh, there has to be some explanation as to why there's just a dude in armour. Yeah. Like- yeah, that's what that's where he comes from anyway. And this is all online multiplayer as well, isn't it? Yeah, it does have it does have a surprising amount of single player stuff in it, but mm-hmm. I like challenges and things like that. I haven't I I tried one of them and then just went, I'm not here for, for single player stuff just yet. I want to do the multiplayer, yeah. so I jumped in and, and had a good so it's got built in um built in voice chat. So you can talk to your team and, yeah. and whatnot, which is good and bad. I played against one guy who was playing on console and he was trying his best and he was trying to communicate with us, but his microphone was just picking everything coming from the TV. <laughs> so I was hearing myself in the game and whatnot. But because um, oh, it's cross-play as well. So I was on PC oh, and he wicked. was on PlayStation. So, um, But yeah, I was having a really good time because you start off with nothing and you go around, you find your weapons and um, you can level up in the game as well. Um, oh, right, so rather than wait after a match to level up your characters? You also get that as well, oh, but right, there's, okay. like, stuff you can do um, inside the game, that, inside a match that will level you up. So you're saying, like, so the four four characters together, uh, cross-play co-op, um, and then you're taking on one demon who's yep. also being played by somebody else. Yep. Right, is this like Evolve? Like, do you guys remember? Did you ever play Evolve? I, 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 I know of Evolve. Yeah. Evolve was sick. Like, but the thing that I found with Evolve is that like it became very 
tiring very quickly. So, like, mm. the cycling through the monsters and the cycling through the map. So, if, you, if you, you're listening to this, you're watching this, you never played Evolve, it was essentially that premise of there's four or five of you, sorry, four of you, um, and you cooperatively take on somebody else, right? And there would be five of you in the one instance. You'd all load into a map. You wouldn't know until the map was live who was playing who, who was the one big monster oh, okay. and who was the, you know, and then once you're in, you, know, you could choose sort of bits and pieces, players, monsters, avatars. Yeah. Um, but uh, it got very stagnant very quickly because there, like, there was only so many things you could do with the monsters. There was only um, so many uh, maps to cycle through, so many monsters to cycle through. Like, do you think this has got more legs on it? Um, I think it does in terms of you, you choose what you want to play at. So you either choose to be a human or you choose to be the monster. Yeah. So you've got that choice there. And if you like one play style over the other, then you're going to have that that you can, you can go with. Um, the map itself, honestly, I haven't noticed it changing, but the stuff you're chasing randomly spawns in different spots. So mm. you have to search the map and find out what's going on there. Um, but I could see it getting boring fairly quickly if there's not more coming out. But they've yeah. already said there's more like um, character packs and stuff like that coming for the game. Well, I've got like a follow-up question to that too because I'm a big Dead by Daylight person. Like mm. they've just – Dead by Daylight's just had their sixth anniversary I think mm. this morning. Um, and I was talking to a mate of mine and we're obviously quite familiar with those online multiplayer horror kind of games, especially ones that have things like skill trees and mm. upgradable characters because what we were deciding was because I guess Dead by Daylight had this – um, I would say an issue, but like it was kind of grindy. Like it was very grindy. Is Evil Dead similar, or do you think it's a bit more easy to obtain that progression of your character as you go? Because I guess there's there's two sides to that, isn't there? Like you can either have it too grindy where it feels impossible to reach a certain point, or if it's too easy, you're going to get bored of it pretty quick. Like where do you think this kind of sits um, in between the two? It's not feeling grindy to me, mm. um, but I've only just gotten into the game. So I'm still sort of playing around with it, finding what it, and I'm sticking to one character at the moment because mm. I'm going, I want to get used to this character before yeah. I go on to something else. Um, uh, each, uh, one thing I should mention as well, that each character has one unique ability that's unique to them. Mm -hmm. So like um, – the support character has a healing thing, so you get healed under under their 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 like aura type thing, and um, the the character I've been playing has has an ability where dodging doesn't cost you any stamina for a short short amount of time. Yeah. Uh, so it's I don't know. It, I I don't think I've played it quite enough to answer. Is it grindy yet? Mm. Um, I you don't. That, it doesn't. You know it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Great excuse to play more of it. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's it. Yeah, I just yeah. got to play more. Yeah, yeah play yeah. more of it. Um, Arion says he wants he still wants a full blown campaign for Dead by Daylight. Mm. Uh, and Gamma says they need Lucy Lawless's character from the TV series in it. That would be cool. But she uh, was she was a demon in the TV show. So it, was she? Yeah. So I'm not sure how that that would go. But just just one thing because there's from what I, I haven't played demon yet but from what i can gather about demons there's sort of three different types of demons that you can select going in and there's one that makes me shit my pants every time because <laughs> it gets to a certain spot and it just throws up on the screen these screaming demon faces and it's just like Fuck, jesus <laughs> 
So did you get a few jump scares? And yeah, I got jump? quite a few jump scares. <laughs> and and see, the thing for me is like I like playing in the dark. So oh, I'm sitting here. Oh, that makes it worse. I'm sitting here with my headphones on in the dark. The only light in the room is from my my monitor. And all of a sudden, I get the screaming in my ears mm. and the the faces coming up. And the poor people on the voice chat are learning some incredibly creative new words. <laughs> I don't know how you do it, man. I yeah. can't. I can't. I hate, <coughs> hate horror at the best of times. Um, yeah, let alone like playing stuff in the dark and yeah. whatnot. I, well, this, this I, is yeah. sort of more like to me, it's not super scary. Like, there's a bit are, more fun, scary. Yeah, mm. that's it. And especially when you're doing it with voice chat and you're talking to people, like, there's a lot less scariness there because you know, so you, you're talking to people. It's right. You're people not people here, I'm, I'm not on my own. <laughs> I'm okay. Um, okay, so that's our bloody good games of the week. Yes, yes, I thank, like that. Thank you, Aussie Broadband. Thank you, Aussie Broadband. Thank you. Bloody good broadband. And thank you very much for pumping the internets into our studio as well. God, look at us, guys. Look hey, at look us. Look at, look at, hey, a good Good-looking good roosters. Um, we're doing all right. All right, <laughs> mate. What are we, so this, take us into this. This is, this is pretty cool. Um, yeah. So, um... As you know, ABC has got a few different channels that they do. Um, a lot of different radio stations. They've got they've got a classical station, and they've been doing a top one hundred music for the screen. So this is TV, movies, and video games. So um, I came across this. I think I stumbled on onto it on Twitter, and I went through it. And there is a significant number of video game songs on there. It's really cool. Like. They they had the theme from Ocarina of Time, and when when I think Zelda, I think like the classic. Da, 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 da. Yeah. yeah. Now this this is the opening thing. So when you first boot up the game, oh, and it's br- like, bring it up. Bring, uh, you got to bring it up. Um, <laughs> even if we we don't have to switch screens or anything, you should be able to just play it, and we'll hear yeah. it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pump th- it through the channels here. The, this is oh god. I mean, for me, right, this is '90s gamer vibes again, because obviously, you know, Ocarina of Time was like '96, '97 thereabouts. Um, and like I, st- it might have even been '98, '99. Um, I still remember, and I can picture it perfectly, where I was uh, like sitting in the living room and I put the gold cartridge in for the first time and then I hit it and like up it came. Just hit YouTube. Like if you would just go with like YouTube opening oh, right. okay. opening titles. Yeah. Um, and you, you just saw... Uh, bring it up. I, I'm not going to do it justice by. Did you want me to type it? Is that easier? About it. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, Is it uh, Ocarina? Yeah, Ocarina of Time opening theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah there we go. Yeah, 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 there it is. There it is. Is that ten hours of the intro? Yeah, <laughs> well, that's amazing. Why not? We're going to stay here for the ten hours of it. Listen to that. Yeah. But like the version that they've got on, um, on the ABC site is like. Full orchestral, really? Yeah. Ugh. So it's not like the the N sixty four version of it. It's full orchestral. Like You're bringing up amazing. the ABC site, right? You're like, go for it. Go. Don't mind me. Tell me to shut up and piss off. Like, bring up the ABC site. Do what you were doing before. Because uh, I, I have to log in to get to it. So we'll just do this. That's easy enough. Oh. But yeah, it's. I, I, just... I still remember. I remember, yeah. and I remember watching, like Link on Epina. You know, galloping, and uh, like it's so amazing because the the moment you get into the start screen for Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time, and you see all of that, mm. that's not what you're greeted with when you start the game. No. Mm. So, like immediately, right? I, and I know they knew what they were doing. Immediately, they gave you a sense of you've got a lot of game to play here. 
You know mm. what I mean? So are we going to say Stormy? No, I was going to say, like, just talking about hearing, like, an orchestral, like, theme of, like, mm. you know, your favourite video games and stuff. If anyone in Perth ever gets to see the West Australian Symphony Orchestra and their gaming nights that they do... Yeah. Oh, they're they're absolutely incredible. Like, you get chills. There's nothing like hearing it live. And it's just – and it's such a nice feeling because you know you're around, like, other gamers as well that's like, oh, my gosh, it's, you know, it's the theme from, you know, XYZ. It's incredible. And I know, like, uh, orchestras in other cities and stuff do it too. So um, do yourselves a favour. If you ever see them do a gaming night, you've got to go. Have you ever watched watched them do a movie with the full orchestra? Multiple times. Yeah. I saw saw one of the Star Wars movies with that and that was – Oh, I've beyond, seen, yeah, beyond um, measure. Indiana Jones, I think uh, all three of the original trilogy of Star Wars mm. and just recently um, Casino Royale. Oh, um, hectic. Hectic. Beautiful. So good. Yes. Um, sorry, mate, continue. Um, but yeah, there was just a whole heap of, of video game movie, uh, video game music on there. I think Assassin's Creed was on there. Um, I think there was a Metal Gear Solid one on there too. Uh, definitely um, get, give it a look and check it out and vote for your ones because I'm curious to know what everybody's like musical tastes are and and here was a hard thing for me because it's not just video games Mm. it's TVs and music and like big Star Wars fan big Indiana Jones fan John Williams Mm. as a composer is mm, yeah we're talking about Chef's Kiss man he's like he did the original Superman, like the um, the Christopher Reeve Superman yes. movies. He did the theme to that as well. So I did a search for him, and he's got like thirty songs in this. He'll take up so much of he, those he charts will. alone, just, just in movies. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go through them. Classic piece of music for you, like and thinking gaming. Uh, let's go around the table. What would you throw into this thing? So let's let's hit stop on the the Ocarina of Time music. Um, I suppose while we're on this, I, like I may as well just keep us on this theme, right? Okay, so for me, yeah. Can you put in Gerudo Valley? Can you also put in? And I, I don't know if this will, I don't know if this will work. But if you can put in Gerudo Valley, um, and put Epina jumps, um, bridge, and let's let's see if that actually, actually Epina jump. Um, okay, hang on. Okay, let's see if this works, and if this is what I'm after. Okay, so this is the music that I would put on this from a video game. Right, so like you can see right now, you've got Epina, and here's the big jump. You jump in Gerudo Valley for the first time, and you make it across there. Now, I I like I remember, um, again, I remember where I was when I played this moment, and it was such a huge moment in games for me. It gives me goosebumps watching it every single time because when you play this game, you can get to this side of the bridge quite early in the game mm. and you just spend a lot of time sort of looking across it going, oh, I wonder what's over there, mm. you know? And it's not until you get Epina, which a lot of people know is sort of like midway through the game after you go to Lon Lon Ranch and you do the race and all that sort of stuff and you get Epina and then you can finally make your way back here and then you can get over the top. So this, paired with this piece of music, is so cathartic for me that I'm like, put this on your 100 list Thank you very much. <laughs> Please and thank you. <laughs> uh, Jimbo? Oh, mate. Keeping with the uh, the Nintendo 64 theme here, you cannot go past Rainbow Road. Excuse me while I reach over. Oh, and... do you want me to? Oh, if you could. Uh, the 64? Yeah. Oh, there you go. It comes up. F- first result. Which one do you want? So, uh, just the first one's fine. But, yeah, it's... Oh, um, it's got to be yeah. that one. Yeah, it's got to yeah, be that I one. So. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Oh, do it. oh no. 
What have you done? Oh, you what opened the playlist. There's oh. a playlist of them. Oh, no. If Dan was here, he'd know. Yeah. He'd be like, ads. Okay, here we go. But yeah, this music, man. Because it's, it's just, it's epic. You've gotten through all four. Well, because I, I, I always start when I get a Mario Kart game. I start on the first cup and I go through that and I win that one. And then I win the second cup and the third cup. And on Mario Kart 64, this was the Star Cup. This was the last race. And you get to the, the last track in this one, and it's this music. And it's a 10-minute track. So you get this. You get to hear this a lot. But it's just, it's epic. It's epic music. And, like, like coupled with the visuals of, you know, the Mario Kart 64 Rainbow Road track. Yeah. And you've got fireworks popping off in the distance. And, oh, man. And yeah. I, I will never forgive Mario Kart 8 for making it a segmented track. So you only have to do one lap of Nintendo 64 Rainbow Road yeah. instead of doing three laps of the full thing. Nah, that was a shit show, honestly. Like, that was the most ridiculous piece of ass that Nintendo <laughs> could have come up with. Because, uh, like, you like, uh, like I wanted to see... Like, Mario Kart 8 gave us the opportunity to have that track in high definition. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like a, a 2020... Ver- I can't remember when it came out. It was a few years ago. But, like, a today... Now version of that damn track, and then they don't give you enough of it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I will say it's not the worst travesty for it. because what is, it? what is the worst travesty? The worst travesty was Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U not having a proper battle mode. Ah, uh, yeah. Thank you very much. No, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah, but Mario right. Kart 8 Deluxe fixed that. So I was happy with that. Um, Stormy... Please pop yours in because this is this is a belt. Okay, can I can I just I did think of a few more that came to mind before the okay. one I'm about to show you <laughs> um, because I I was thinking about um, other themes that I I think get chills down my spine as well as this one. <laughs> Don't be mean. Um, no no no. In a minute, but you know you got you know, the Halo thing. Oh, of course. Oh. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Um, even the Witcher. Like I um I hear that a lot when I've been playing the games and stuff every week. But there's just nothing that beats this sound. <laughs> this is classic. This is classic. Spending hours in your room or like wherever the TV was with the Nintendo Wii. Look, just the, I think. <laughs> creating your me. I just, <laughs> I think about the hours that I've put making like every single member of my family. Yeah. Or like just other random characters and stuff um, on the Nintendo Wii. And it's just such a good tune. And I I just, I don't know, even that and the, the Wii Sports theme as well is also really good. Oh, girl, this know. is a vibe. Yeah. This is a vibe. Yeah, it's good. It's really, really great. <laughs> um, if why is this not on like a lo-fi soundtrack somewhere? Yeah, know, man. Oh, it man. should be. It's I don't know. It's just it's just so chill. It just it's it's really really good. I mean, I'm really personally interested to know if this will even chart on the ABC 100. Um, I don't think it will, but um, I, think I it just should. I think yeah. it should. Um, if but it doesn't, there then we're putting it in for the Triple J Hottest 100. Oh yes. my god! Could you Hell imagine? Yes. Yeah. Are we, are we a small enough media outlet to just say we're all voting for this and we should encourage everybody to? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, CN Residence says Sephiroth's theme, oh, One Winged Angel. Yes, One which, Winged Angel. Yeah, can we bring that up? Put in, mm. put in Sephiroth theme. Um, that should come up 
because that's a great one. If you're watching this right now, like, let us know what you're like. You'd like to see. Um, yeah, here we go. I don't think I've actually heard this. Or maybe I. It's epic. It's so epic. Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. Like this is this is that classic. Like, you know, when you're playing a game. And you're sort of just going about your thing and then that music kicks in and you know you're about to have your ass handed to you? Yep. Yeah. This is classic yeah. that. Oh, I thought of another one. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the go Crash on. Bandicoot theme? Oh, you go on. Put it in. Oh, well, that's a good one. Well, not even the theme, but like the... Um... I, f- I feel like it is. The first one? The first one. Oh. I, I, uh, ads! ads. I oh, do, mind you, that's KFC. I yeah, do remember because I. Oh, hold on. Here we go. Oh, yeah. It's just classic. Does it just make you smile? Yeah. <laughs> Very Looney Tunes. We're all, love we're it, all head popping right now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't hear it, but I'm imagining it's pretty good. <laughs> God, I tell you what, I, maybe it's. I don't know. Like, we've got, we've got great themes now. Don't get me wrong, but. Maybe they all just sounded better on 64 bit platforms. Who knows? Well, I, I think it's because nowadays music is sort of more background in a game. Like, you don't get a big theme. Like, probably the one that sticks in my mind a bit more these days, and it's only because I'm a huge fan, but Breath of the Wild. Mm. And that theme is there mainly because it's there is so little music in that game. But the, the, the theme when you emerge from the shrine of resurrection and all of a sudden the big whole world's there and there's just that little piano bits playing and mm. it's just so understated. I, I think it's, yeah, and I, I just think with other games, it's not quite the same in, anymore. Like is, there's just sort of generic. Well, it's almost like cinematic, right? Like, mm. like these, these, were, these games were so, it was just so playful. Or maybe playful is the word for it. Now, mm. Like we were kids at the time. I don't know if that's got something to do with it as well. But, you know, like like I could sit here and I could listen through um, Conker's Bad Fur Day. I could listen through Crash Bandicoot. I could listen through Banjo-Kazooie mm. and Banjo-Tooie. Like I, like I just felt like we had like we had a lot of – it was just playful. It was just good, playful themes and they suited the time. They These would not – these would not fly in this day and age. Not a, not a chance. Yeah. This is just wrong sort of stuff, wrong sound, wrong feeling. Well, I think um, it depends on the game, but I think... What, you think about you like, like, what about, like, Cuphead? Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah Cuphead. Cuphead's yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. No, Ari- I'd go with you on Cuphead. Arion said in chat, anything from Doom 2016, and even Doom Eternal, mm. like, yeah, the music in that is... is oh, there's metal. some really nice themes for Resident yeah. Evil, actually, yeah. and, it's like, the save room, like, that's really nice. A few great suggestions here. You got... Um, Stardew Valley. Mick Gordon, Slayer Gates OST from Doom... Uh, Kingdom Hearts main menu theme. Um, what else we got here? The artist. Oh, that was dot pro. So the artist. Uh, this is Umango Bungo in our Discord. The artist less gravity on Spotify has many great lo-fi covers of Nintendo classics, Pokemon, Animal Crossing, Zelda. Anything from Frank Klopaki? Who's, not who's sure Frank who Klopaki? You put in Frank Klopaki. Put it in. Hold on. Frank. Frank. Frank Klopaki. K-L-E-P-A-K-I. Oh, here we go. Like, how much? 
Command oh, and Conquer. That makes sense. <laughs> ah, yeah. So for those for those that are here before we start, the the music that we have in our um, welcome screen is actually an OC remix of a Command and Conquer song. Yeah, yeah. This was this was good music. Yeah, I've I I've got the remastered collection. Mm. Um, you know that that was the first game I got when I joined Goa. There was that, that really? Yeah, the collector's Aww. edition. Oh, uh, not uh, not the collected edition, but the remastered one that came out a couple of years ago. Um, it's very good, very very good, and it's classic Command and Conquer. Mm. I need to find out where my daughter just ran off to. That's right. You know, I, I, you know, it's now where I'm thinking of things that are coming back to me now. Um, the battlefield theme. Yeah. Yeah, I like the battlefield nice. theme. Um, I hear it now and I get a little sad, but yeah. it's, <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody um, does. that yeah. that has a really good theme actually. Um, and I mentioned uh, very slightly before actually the Stardew Valley um, score is actually really really nice and relaxing. Kind of reminds me of like um, someone mentioned Animal Crossing earlier, and I was like, oh my god, Stardew Valley, because um, I was playing the board the Stardew board game with someone, and we we're like, oh, let's put the music on in the background for full effect, and it's just. It's gorgeous. It's really, really nice. I mean, I doubt that will be part of the 100. Because like you said, they're competing with televisions and movie uh, scores. Yeah, and, and there's, only, there's only so stuff. much music you can put in there. And, yeah. and like, like, I went through and did You can submit 10 to vote. And by the time I was done, and I was being quite selective, yeah. I had like 20 there. And I got down to like the last 15 and go, this is very, very hard. Could what? you see all the submissions from before? So I'm not sure if I could see submissions. Well, did you say you were surprised with like the ratio of video game to like TV uh, movies, or do you mean just in general just having in that general. as part of the? Yeah, yeah like, I think it's like, really cool. Yeah, I think it is too, and I, I'm I'm glad it's it's that the ABC have done it this way. It's, yeah, it's it's very cool to see that sort of acceptance, I guess, because yeah, like. The amount of composers that go through video games, even mm. like when you're talking about the Mario themes on the Nintendo, like yeah, um, somebody composed that, you know. It, but yeah, it's really, really good. I really love it. Um, um, someone said, um, "Oh, Stick said, do yourself a favor and put a Deep Stone Lullaby from Destiny." Um, and then <laughs> Daz Action said, Battlefield theme is good. Unfortunately, 2042 wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, Natty said, I've been brainwashed by the Modern Warfare lobby music. Waiting to queue up for games got me in the zone. Um, so understated. Um, Arion said, Razor Mind from Payday 2. And Natty also said, The Doki Doki Literature Club theme haunts my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> is that a good haunting or a bad haunting? And I feel like I've I've talked this I've talked about this game so much on the podcast, but the the music in Hades as well was um, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, like, I think that was one of the driving factors that kept me going with the game because mm. the game like the score and the music for it was so like high intensity kind mm. of like levels of um, music. We're just having a look at what everyone else is suggesting too. There's some good suggestions in here. Yeah. Really, Killer really Instinct theme. I didn't realise Mick Gordon did the Killer Instinct theme as well. Thanks for that, Gamma. So Mick Gordon's the guy who did all the, the Doom music for like for Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal. Yeah, as Styx has asked, chuck all your musical selections up in the Discord mm. channel, y'all. Yeah, there's even a um, music, music review channel, I think, in there, or music recommendations. Yeah, music mm. recommendations. Mm. Um, I think it's for Twitch streams so you don't get DMCA'd. Mm. But... Maybe we create a thread in the general channel. Yeah. Yep. Right? Off the back of tonight's show. We'll put a thread in there. Off the back of if somebody else is watching, if you're watching right now, if you want to create a thread in the general, um, 
That'd be sick. That's awesome. Cool, okay. So uh, where, if people want to go and see the list, where do they go? Um, this ABC Classic list or? I, I'm Sorry, not I left sure. Camp Command and that's, that's okay. play. Oh, <laughs> I, I like having that there. There is no reason I'm, to I'm apologize. I'm going to drop the link that I, f- I found for it yep. in, in our general chat. Okay. Because I found it through an article. Just just ABC Classics 100. So it's like music a- for the screen. ABC.net.au slash classic slash, I'm going to say 2022. I think it says 2020. Yeah, it says 2022. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah, if you Google classic 100 music for the screen, you've got it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so good. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, let me guess. Um, did Sticks recommend Destiny? Yes. yes. Of course he did. <laughs> Because Charlie, Charlie Golf has said plus one to the Destiny music, amazing scores, which I totally agree. Like running through the raids on Destiny while that stuff's going on. Oh, heaven. So <laughs> heaven! Um, so bloody good. But we've got a little bit more to talk about. Got a couple more things to go through tonight. Yeah, hit us. Um, next one's not so nice one. So this one also around Twitter. And <laughs> Activision Blizzard put this out there. They seem to be very proud of it but it's their um, diversity tool that they've developed to try and aid people into what thinking, well, try and aid people into getting more diversity into their games. So and what do they mean by that, though? Well, like, what, do you, what do they mean by getting more diversity into the, into the game? So we're going to bring it up on screen right now, um, and it's, it's essentially, if, if you've never seen a graph like this before, it's one of those graphs where it's like a, it's a polygon... Um, it's like it's seven-sided. Each one of the points of the sides has like one's culture, sexual orientation, gender identity, body type. And then it's got how the different shapes inside, the lines sort of move towards... It's even it's even hard to describe. Like it's, it's probably, for gamers, it's probably something that you might have seen. Like I've seen this sort of graph in um, Broken Roads screenshots where they've got this morality system and this sort of a graph it just it plots points and just tries to graph different aspects of your character and particularly in broken roads it's a morality thing so Mm. they they've got different points that represent your morality and they're just trying to show whereabouts you sit um so how does this work that that's my question like what like how how does this like we've got the graph here, and it's a it's a stupid graph. I like it's it's such a dumb graph because like you've got culture, ethnicity, age, ability, body type, gender identity, sexual orientation, and the issue that I have with this graph is that there's no objective way of seeing where there are plot points based on where they've put the numbers inside the middle of the graph. So it's like how like what are they measuring when they're saying ethnicity? I have so many problems with this. Go. This Go. I please. just don't I think that I remember seeing a circulate online first and I thought, oh, has someone like leaked this system that they're using? But like Activision Blizzard is proudly promoting this diversity tool that they've de- said they developed with MIT and it has been used for COD and the new Overwatch 2. I am quite puzzled just to put it quite simply as to why they need a tool to create authentic characters when they can't potentially hire or speak to or chat to people who come from the communities and cultures and places that they want to represent like I I don't 
understand but I thought, why like, they need this. But to me, right? So is that the point of this? Is it creating authentic characters? Yes. Or, okay. So, because so, to me, you look at something like Overwatch, right? And the, the various characters in Overwatch, that's just about as broad a selection of characters well, as you can get. You see, that's why I loved Overwatch when it first came out. I thought, this is incredible. We have characters that are coming from so many different places in the world, so many different, you know, um, uh, you know, cultures that they're bringing into the game. Ethnicities. Body type, everything. Everything they put on this tool. Even but sexual orientation. Like a this, gorilla. And I, I, a gorilla. Know, Everybody's like, represented. Like, every... I just... I... I don't even know where to start because I was saying earlier to you, so what measures someone's ethnicity or what measures someone's cultural orientation to have them higher up on a scale lower compared to somebody else's? Like what are they what are they measuring off here? Like none of this makes any sense. And I, I, I'm also puzzled by the fact that why can't someone who's creating these characters, because that's what they said they're using it for. Yeah, yeah. They're using it to create new characters for their games. Why, without using a tool, why isn't anyone taking the... Do they not think people are going to take the initiative to research and look into creating these new characters, all the stuff that comes with it, if they want to bring diverse characters into their games? Why do they need a tool for it? Like, it, it just... Like, for me, I personally don't understand the logic behind having something like this. As, as a graph sort of guy who, who spends a lot of time looking at stuff like this, knowing that this has got something to do with creating characters, I get why this would make sense in a slide to a group of people, right? And, and what I mean by that is that if, if you've got a diversity slide, say, for example, you're... Um, you're I was going to say Jeff Kaplan. He's not there anymore. Um, if, if you're presenting um, the group of characters and you know that ethnicity culture like diversity is something important and you were standing in front of a like a group of 500 employees and you were like guys let us show you uh in this slide how balanced and diverse this game is you could easily pop that up there and you could see that you know zaria is one in the pink um you got lucio in two torbjorn's in three and you can see that and what you what you're also seeing is that all right we don't have uh, sexual orientation, and we don't have culture covered, right? But the the issue with regards to how this is represented is that, like, Zaria, it, Zaria is a lesbian, right? Now, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong there, because I might be wrong, but I'm sure Zaria represents in the LGBTQI community. Clearly, um, um, Lucio is ethnically diverse. Um, Torbjorn... You know his ability type is different, and that you can't you can't actually like you can't get a read on that. Like the like you can see like body type to the center of the the polygon or whatever it happens to be. Like it's this is what's confusing to me. Like is the ethnicity, for example, is that re- meant to represent skin color? Like how do they define well, that's, ethnicity? That's well, that's one thing you're talking about. This character is supposed to be lesbian. Surely, as a sexual orientation thing, that should score pretty high then, because it, it's re- representing. Well, it's been a while since I played Overwatch, but if we're going to go, it might be Tracer. Oh, Tracer! Uh, yeah, tra- oh, okay. tra- Tracer is, Sorry. but I didn't know any. I, it's been a while since I've played, so I can't remember what Zara's story is. But I just, I, I'm trying to find the right words because I get very like heated about this stuff because it almost becomes like I know they want to bring. 
diversity and stuff, but it's almost like they're just trying to like tick off a box and say, yeah, we've done this. It's like, because obviously there was all the drama with Activision Blizzard, like on so many different yeah. levels to do with different uh, terrible things that were going on in that company. Like, are they just trying to be like, yeah, okay, we've done this, 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 this in our games. Yeah, th- this feels like a very corporate thing that they've decided we need to be able to measure this somehow in KPIs. We're going to throw it because Microsoft would have said, sort your shit out. And this feels like, okay, we're going to be able to measure this, so let's use this tool and see that – but it just feels so hollow and empty. It, it doesn't well, – that, well, that's the issue that I have with it because it doesn't feel authentic at all. Why are they just going to randomly generate what this what this chart's going to make and be like, oh, okay, we're going to build a character off of that. Well, like, I just I just think it's common sense to be like, okay, well, let's – you know, I feel like it could be – building characters should be done in a – more, more proper, like, authentic way. Uh, my apologies, if it is something I need to apologise for, but um, Zaria, gay icon, not necessarily gay, has not been confirmed. Oh, okay. Tracer, yes. Um, yeah. The, yeah, it, Nanny says if all your characters are diverse and you don't have a cis white man, you're still missing something. I mean, that's that's technically true. Um, it makes cis white male the baseline of zero, which is a little weird, and I agree, because mm. it... Like you can't, you can't actually have like a number representation here from zero to black. No, you know, like it, and, like it and, doesn't. You and know, and, and even then, if if that's the case, then why isn't it zero to white? Like it's like, yeah, it's yeah, it it makes it's, like it's the, weird. I was sitting there trying to work out because I'm a bit of a numbers guy. Like I like numbers. I'm a, I'm like being able to measure things and see how they go. And I'm sitting there thinking, how the hell do you even measure this? Like the only thing I can think of is that. You take a census and you go or of a country or of the world and go, all right, well, this is this percentage of people are LBGQTA+. LGBTQIA+. Oh, sorry, I apologise, that, that one right there. Um, this many people uh, are from this ethnicity, this many people from this culture, and you try and match those numbers somehow into this because otherwise what the hell are you measuring against? It, it doesn't make any sense at all. Mm, it just and that, yeah, that's mm. my opinion as a cis white male in there. I'm just put that <laughs> out there, you are an elite wow. cis white male. That's it. Mid- middle middle aged middle aged straight. Yeah, that's. Uh, I've got it all going for me. Uh, Charlie Golf says, "Hot take: It's not a tool to represent different types of people. It's a tool to identify which market they need to expand to and market towards for more dollars." Which, um, yeah, I mean that is you know that is a all right, guys. Based on this graph. What are we not reaching with regards to diversity? Um, I don't know. I, maybe, maybe it's a zero-one scale. Maybe like, but then again, like it's almost it's it's like okay. So Lucio, right? Is Lucio is black, and you can see that the green on the graph representing Lucio points out towards ethnicity, right? And a little bit of culture, but out towards ethnicity, which means for them, their zero-one scale is white and black. Yeah. Right? Like that's that's what that says to me. And again, point like pointing that out is inherently wrong. Mm-hmm. Is inherently wrong. But anyway. Sorry, I realize I've gone quiet because no, there's a lot of I, there's I a lot about this yeah, yeah that that like angers me because I feel like as though as well, like, you know, if we're talking about hypothetically what sits at the center like and they they're bringing out this graph 
to like obviously the public and saying yeah. this is what we're doing here. Look how diverse we are. Well, yeah, but then you're kind of just saying, well, these are the like I. I but are we looking? Are we looking that deeply? Like I, 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 and look, granted, like I'm ethnic, but I'm I'm olive, but I'm white, right? Like I like I do fit into the, um, you know, white male, like that sort of thing, right? But. You know, I, I've never looked at a group of characters on a screen like, you know, like Overwatch. I, I've, I've never thought to myself, I've played a lot of Overwatch. I've never thought to myself, this game is not diverse enough. But in so saying, you know, now that I'm saying that out loud, maybe that's, maybe that's just cause enough to have a diversity graph. You know what I mean? Like, so, so you're kind of actually looking at it and going, let's make sure we're not missing anybody here. I mean, if you're diverse, are you... Are you looking even even saying that isn't right? You know what I mean? Mm. Because that's immediately putting it in the mind of if you're diverse, are you looking at this group of people and going, that's not diverse enough? Where's my representation? You know? Mm. Um, it's yeah. It's a you know what? It's a touchy subject. It's a it is actually a touchy subject. I but think- I don't think there's anything I don't think there's any right answer to it or necessarily wrong answer to it. I think pointing this out is just it's not it this doesn't make sense to me it's not right. I don't I I think for how me does that, how does that make you feel like like how like what what is it necessarily that is making you go like this is inherently wrong to me me yes i just feel like like uh, like they're just looking for a box to tick off i don't i don't want to play a character just for activision blizzard to be like oh yeah tick we've put you know smetra's an indian character yep. Tick, yeah. got it. I don't, I don't want Symmetra to be in there for Activision and Blizzard to be like, oh, yeah, we, we ticked off this thing. I want Symmetra to be there because they want her to be in there and because she, as a character, has value in the things that she brings. Yeah. Not just, not just something on a chart that needs to be ticked off and for Activision and Blizzard to say, oh, yeah, but we, we've done this. Like, I think that's what angers me. And because, like, I'm, a, I, like, I'm not white, um, and I've, I've, I like, I see that, and I think about, oh God, you know, where would Activision Blizzard put me? Like, I, I wouldn't want a character, like, for example, if if I had my own character in the game, like, just to be there, just on the case of. So you're ticking the box. Yeah. Yeah. So you go. That doesn't feel authentic going, to me. All right, guys. Um, now that we've got uh, this character in there, we know Stormy's going to be happy. Like that's. Like, like that that's doesn't the, feel that's the, right. Like before this, like like I mentioned before, like when I first played Overwatch, obviously this tool wasn't around. We didn't know about it. I was like, fantastic! There's people out there who have brought these authentic characters to the game, and like you know, it's fantastic. And now I'm seeing this and seeing that they're using it for number two. How do I know that these characters are there because they want them to be in there, and not because it's just yeah. another tick in their box? As Charlie Golf has meant, you know. Depends on like where they're coming at it from. If you were playing Overwatch and you saw a game that was uh, like just eight white people, right? Would you feel that the game is not represented well in terms of who you can choose to play as? Yeah, I I have uh, something I I look for like for example like when I was playing Elden Ring and making my own character. Yeah, the selection of skin tones in there like for me. That's important. And there were so many times, like, it's, it's like that classic, like, you know, when you're at school and you have, like, the coloured pencil and people yes. ask for skin colour. Yeah. Like, that's that's the kind of thing, like, I, I think we need to have that range there. We Like, if if there's, 
you know, I think that's why I get very excited about um, lead characters that we had in like Battlefront 2. We had Arden Versio. We've got the lead for, for Spoken and things like that because we don't get a lot of that in a lot of the mainstream. So if like, you know, if you're saying like if a game came out and all eight characters were all just the same, then like it's just. I, yeah, you're not being represented. Well, yeah, that, it's, that. But it's not even about like me being represented though. It's about other people who like, you know, if we're going to just make a hypothetical game and say they're all heroes in this world or whatever, kind of like what Overwatch is. For anyone who's playing it, just to have a little bit of themselves on the screen, whether it be film, television, video games, that, you know, I yeah, I can, no, I can be here all day. I, I, saw, I saw a great video um, and it was off the back of Encanto, which is, you know, very heavily steeped in Latin American culture. Um, and uh, um, it's the family Madrigal and, hang on, my daughter. Hey, honey, who's, who's the main character in Encanto? What's her name with the glasses? You know. I want to say Julie. No, Julie. No, I know. No? Uh, I know. I'm biting my tongue. You're biting your tongue. Um, <laughs> do, no, her dad married Julieta. Uh, yep. And that's how Abuela became Abuela Madrigal. I wrote, mm. The song is crazy. Mirabella. Right, Mirabella. Now, I saw a lot of videos of young um, Latin American girls watching that movie who saw that and felt validated, which, like, in, in, in a way that's... Mir- Mirabella, yeah? Mirabella, thank you. Good work, honey. Which, in itself, like, is... It, like, in itself, that's a beautiful opportunity for them to look at something that they idolize and go i'm i like i mean enough for f- to be represented in a piece of pop culture that i absolutely love right so like that that makes sense to me i think what i'm getting what i'm getting here is that <clears throat> it's almost like if you're a company and you know what it is that you're trying to make if you need a graph like this maybe the wrong people are there mm mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the thing. I I think yeah, and I, look, maybe you know, there's the benefit of the doubt there, where it's like, all right, guys, you know, how can we look at this quickly and um, define, like, bring about a tool that define, like, helps us define what it is that we're missing, so we make sure we capture as many people as possible, because we genuinely want to. I think we got to give them the benefit of the doubt that there's somebody there who genuinely wants to represent as many diverse cultures as possible. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not that that forgiving on this because yeah. I, I think this this is a corporate tool that someone up here has gone, we need something to measure this. Yeah. So mm. but it it's something that in in I don't that's the thing, like, like it, I don't think they should be measure I think they need to have the people on the team to be able to this is kind of what we we're discussing yeah. earlier, actively want to create these characters that come from a place of honesty, like yeah. in their creation. Diversity shouldn't be a KPI. Well, that, that, that's that's exactly it. I mean, um, it's just a lot like what you were saying before about people looking up to, to Mirabelle and things like that. It's just like I just remember like um, growing up and not seeing myself on the screen um, like represented. Like Halle Berry was like the closest first one I could think of, even though – I'm I'm not African American, um, but it was no, just but seeing, I, skin tone. Like yeah, I, I get like, it. That was as close as I got at the time. And then I think about all the people that my sister has now. We've got like people like Zendaya, like as MJ, or we've got you know um, just a, an incredible cast of um, 
people that I've shown on the screen now. Well, and I, think I think what what one of the most cool things that we've seen recently is um and forgive me because she escapes me, but the superhero we've now seen. Um, appear in the Moon Knight series. Like we've got oh, our first Scarlet Egyptian. Scarab, yeah, Layla. we've got our first Egyptian superhero. Like it's you yeah. know, like that's that's cool. Even I don't know if you saw the direct. I think the director of the show said that he kept her to have curly hair because that's what his little girl had. Yeah, yeah, yes. Stuff like that is so yeah. important. So I think like going off what both of you said, like this shouldn't be a KPI. Like. Creating diverse, authentic characters shouldn't be a box that needs to be ticked off. It needs to come from an authentic and honest place um, and needs to be done properly. Sure, like if you want to look at it from another point of view and say this is just their way of keeping track of what they have and haven't done, if you're having to keep track of what you have and haven't done, maybe there's another issue, like yeah. a bigger issue at play yeah, there. You should be actively wanting and be excited to create these people rather than f- make, f- like feeling like you have to fill up a certain space. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. Anyway. <laughs> oh, well said, mate. I'm, I'm fighting the urge so hard right now to say this stormy, it's good. You can get off your soapbox now. You can't because then you'll I disappear can't. below the desk. Because we all know what happens. I'll just. Um, there we Yep. There we go. That's uh, awkward. Right, you can get back on it again yeah, now. Please get back on your soapbox. That would be nice. Um, hey, uh, just quickly because we're about to we're about to hit like 6 o'clock Australian Western Standards. So we're about to come to the end of the show. One final piece of news. And yes. It is magnificent. So, uh, Ocarina of Time has been inducted into the um, video game Hall of Fame. <laughs> yes! Yes! It's about time! Yes! Oh, God, in, yes. In fairness, the video game Hall of Fame has only been going since 2015. So well, it should have been there day one. Well, no, there is another Zelda that, that like, the original Zelda is already in there. So um, there was a Zelda game. So now you've got two Zeldas. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty Put sure. All of them in. Yeah. <laughs> so this year's inductees include Sid Meier's Civilization, Miss Pac-Man, uh, Ocarina of Time, as we said, DDR, Dance Dance Revolution. Oh, that's an interesting um, one. I think the original Doom and Pong. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry, no, sorry those right. are 2015, those two. So, so Dan- Dan- Dance Dance, Dance Revolution, Revolution, Civilization, Mrs. Pac-Man, Ocarina of Time. Mm. I didn't even know this list existed. This is really cool. Mm. Grand Theft Auto 3, mm. the Oregon Trail. So There's the other Legend of Zelda. Yeah, 2016. Yeah, 2016 it was Legend inducted. Yeah. Oh, the Sims, the original Sims. Uh, Sonic Invaders. the Hedgehog. Space Invaders. I mean, worthy, right? Like, these mm. games were worthy. God, I remember getting Tetris, like that Game Boy version of Tetris. I remember getting that in the original DMG01 Game Boy pack. It was like a super pack. I got it for Christmas, like, 1991 um, and played the absolute hell out of it. Oh, Minecraft is here. Well, I'm Minecraft, happy now. Yeah, Minecraft, cultural phenomenon, right? Like it's in schools, it's leading the charge in education. Like it's, it's. Oh, is that Mortal Kombat? Go down. Yeah. It is Mortal Kombat. Oh, why did we not bring up the Mortal Kombat theme? Oh, oh. <laughs> poo. Uh, yeah, nice. But, um, nice. I'm going. I'm going to throw a little spanner in the works here. Go. I don't think Animal Crossing belongs on this list. Why? Because I think there are so many. Where's go go up to Animal, so Animal Crossing? Okay, so that's it's, the Nintendo GameCube version. Yeah, inducted into 2021. Mm. Okay, so this was inducted last year, above Ocarina of Time. Now, if I was going to be rating game, like I quite like Animal Crossing. It's not quite my cup of tea. I'm not huge on the whole um, building stuff and sandbox games, but I can see its appeal for people. 
But I just I don't think that it's a big enough series and has sold enough copies to be on this list. Mm. Let me have a look. <laughs> so two point three million copies worldwide. Of, of the GameCube uh, version? Yeah, the first game in the series released on Nintendo in 2001, selling over 2.3 million copies worldwide. So if we're just talking about, like, um, sales, right? 2.3 million worldwide. Now let's go to Ocarina of Time N64. So, like, N64 only. And we've got... Uh, Legend of Zelda. Okay. 7.6 million units worldwide. So, like, four times the amount. Yeah. And like, like I said, Four say, times I, the I amount. Get, but they're such appeal. different games. They, they, they are, are such like different said, games. And like I said, I get its appeal. I just think that it's... Like, this, this, this is the best of every video game that's out there. And I just think that there's, there's other games that... Could, could could be there. What I want to see from this, and I need to do some reading in on this, and I'll bring the notes back next week, is I want to see um, if what they base this on is also what these games go on to inspire. So is there mm. something in Animal Crossing that went on to inspire a lot of games that we are playing now? Um, if it's got it through here... Mm. It's just telling you more about the series and, I guess, it over the years. Um, yeah. It says that the New Horizons, which is a Switch game, broke the console game record for most digital units sold in a single month, selling more than 31 million copies worldwide as its virtual version of Navally, sociability... Uh, so- Oh, good God. Sociability, engaged players, isolated. isolated in the midst of a global and, pandemic. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was going to say, and I bought it because... It, when that came out, we were just going into lockdown here. It was that and Doom Eternal. Those At the were, same, on the same, the same day, because I got yeah. my copy of Animal Crossing yeah. the same day, and the line in the shop was mm. so long for both of them. It was mm. so good. But if that's everything to go by, and, you know, that like they're talking about the impact that it had during COVID and stuff like that, then what maybe what should be actually be inducted is New Horizons mm. and not, you and know, not because the of the way that it sold and because of the impact that it had and because but of what it did for people, you know, in isolation. and Yeah, but yeah. once again, I think if you're talking about a Hall of Fame, a game that came out two years ago is too new for a... Uh, um, yeah, I think for, it's too new as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, good to see good to see yeah. Ocarina of Time in there. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. About time. All right. Should we bugger off? I think so. Lovely. But not every, I'm going to be sticking around. I'm going to do a quick uh, nuts and bolts. I've got an interview with one of the do ANZ really? players. Yeah, Dastardly from the Perth Panthers, oh. who are sitting third on the ladder. Come on, you Panthers! Let's go, let's go. So, um, yeah, I'll have that coming up in nuts and bolts in, in a little bit, so stick around for that. Uh, uh, thanks to everybody who hang, hung around in chat tonight. Thanks for all your subs. Thanks for all your cheers. Mm. We really appreciate it. Thanks for your support. And thanks for, for hanging around and joining the chat and the conversation. Um, Natty, get better. Natty's mm. not too well. That's why yeah, she's well not on soon. Nuts and Bolts tonight. Um, great to see you guys. Nice so to see good. you guys yep. too. Uh, and, yeah, let's get out of here. Um, big thank you to Aussie Broadband for their support as always. And thank you to my daughter who's been very well behaved tonight. She has. You've yep. been so good. Mac is on the way home. Hey. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Winning. And Minecraft on the weekend. Woohoo! Hey. Even huge, better. Huge. <laughs> All right. Bye. Uh, later, everybody. Catch us in the Discord. Bye-bye. Bye.